I'm Sunny D. I'm Captain J. And we're the Pot Smoking Moms. A weekly show about cannabis legalization and parenting. Spark up with us while we chat with industry insiders, scientists, doctors, cannabis cultivators, and other pot smoking parents just, just like, like us. New episodes every Wednesday. Well, we're on. Technically, we're recording. No, no theme song? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, 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 yo. We got a big old joint. We taking a hit. <laughs> the thing's massive. We got a giant. You should see all the pillows, the giant pillows we got for the party. We're like, oh, I, I mean, I was like really stoned late one night. And I was like, oh, we need like props to like take pictures at the Hent Mansion dinner party. April 30th at Brandon, Florida. <laughs> so we got all these. If you're a patron, and you're watching the video. We got all kinds of silly little pillows of nugs and. China's joint. Welcome to the podcast. This is the Pot Smoking Moms podcast. I'm your favorite host, Sunny D, along with your my other favorite host, <laughs> Captain J. Hello, everybody. We're glad you can make it. This is a podcast about our favorite things. Um, and hey, if you like us, subscribe, uh, rate, review. Uh, you know, send us to your friend. Send this podcast to the friends. Uh, Potsmokingmoms.com is a website. Got to tell you about that website. Go there. Everything's there. Uh, I'm really psyched to smoke. Uh, so if you have something to smoke, what do you got, Jay? Banana punch from True Leave. And I got sugar cookies from True Leave. Ching, ching. That's pretty fruity. Tastes sweet. Yeah, I like it. Sugar cookie. Sugar cookie. Mm. Ooh. Really? I can never clear that thing in one. Yeah, yeah, me too. We got a nice interview coming up for you today. We speak with Jennifer Boyce. She is part of Canna Wise. She's an education and training manager, and we had a little conversation with her. Very, very educated. Very informative, yeah. Um, she had so a lot of knowledge. Stick, she's got a, no, a lot of knowledge a in lot that of knowledge. <laughs> uh, stick around for that interview a little bit later on in the show. Uh, we're really excited for this weekend. It's as- this weekend, guys. It's finally... Here. It's finally here. We're going to be 
having our dinner at the hemp mansion. So you don't have to hear us keep talking about, I know. That, about it at the sick beginning of our episode. Like, I am not going. Can you we Can fast forward stop through this part? I'm not going to. Um, 420 Festival also at Haran Park, April 30th uh, with the center. So looking forward to that as that's well. That's going to be really fun. Check it out. Information's on our website and our Instagram. If you need tickets, we only got five left. Mm-hmm. So whatever and we're so ready we got a we got a raffle too we got a g pen elite vaporizer and we got the german shot glass from um glass, glass warehouse. warehouse so that's um, gonna be fun and you know a couple extra little things like <coughs> mouthpieces will also raffle out yeah we got a couple extra little gifties for and y'all then the goodie bags are gonna have oh yeah some goodies yeah we got home too. <laughs> lots of goodies in the goodie bag so that's going to be real fun. Uh, get ready to be sick of us posting of that shit. <laughs> um, Should we live stream it? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I've been seeing that a lot lately on, on lives on TikTok. I'm scrolling. It's just like a somebody, party. like a party just posts. Just happening. Yeah. And they just put I mean, like we could, there. but I would be busy having fun. So Well, nobody's going to be. That's the thing. They would just be watching what's happening. Right. Nobody's interacting with yeah. the live feed. It would just be like a live feed of it. Probably. Remember, we, we we did live on TikTok from from medieval times, and everybody was like, <laughs> nobody was there. Maybe two, maybe it you have was like a, one or two people. <laughs> maybe you have to have a video on the for you page too. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> fucking TikTok. Um, four twenty. How was your? Well, we have spent four twenty together. I was like, working. How was your 420? I remember back in the days when I used to take four twenty. I know, off of work right? And when spend we were the whole day, young and vibrant, and full of life, and we would just hang out, watch movies, yeah, chill. I was, I was working all day, and it was a busy day too. So a busy <laughs> work day. But so that that just made it all the sweeter once I was done working. I know, really, and then we uh, got partake. to test the stunning glass. That that was hilarious. Stunning glass. <laughs> That was, we weren't expecting. We I mean, put it together yeah. and tried it for the first time while oh, doing our high curious live I stream know. for the 420. Yeah. Lauren and, and, and Miss Crystal had to get on there and be like, hey, hey uh, you need some help? And we're like, yeah. <laughs> well, and they were like, we thought you were got this. And we're like, no, we don't got this. <laughs> so they saved the day. And then we got Wicked Stones. Oh, my God. I think I can't handle it. It packs a punch. Yeah. You got to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. You got to be ready for it. Uh, but that's fun. I mean, look, 420 is different for everybody, right? I mean, 420 is every day. <laughs> yeah, basically. You know, like, whatever. It's just, it's just we wear the little party hat. 420, you usually, like, go a little harder or something. I know. Like, you know? like I used to take the day off to be able right. to smoke literally all day and just chill or yeah. go to the beach or something like that. Growing up. Turning 40. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, it was my birthday. Yeah, it was your birthday. <laughs> right? Did we not? We didn't talk yeah. about Yeah, oh, you that? talked about going to Butterfly World, girl. Oh, we did, yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's my birthday the whole month. <laughs> it's I was like, your birthday I my true leave discount. At the dinner party. I was like, 25% off on your birthday? Well, lucky me. It's my birthday. You got to go take care. Of, you got to get uh, take advantage of that birthday discount everywhere. Yeah, 25% off. 
And then, oh, my God, we should have gotten Anthony's coal fire. I should get it tonight. I got a free pizza. I got an e- a reminder email. And I'm like, what? I didn't I didn't get the first email. I'm really bad at cashing those things in for my birthday month. I forget. And Yeah. Well, I'm not too bad. I'll cash in on, a, on one. I I'll missed, cash in on something. I miss my free little nothing bunk cake. Um, oh, you're right. Is it for the month of your birthday? Because I, I will like, dead ass go over there and like get mine. Oh, you should Those check. are so but good. Are you signed up for it? You have uh, to be like a thing, no, a member I know. thing. Okay. I actually had. I did you send it to me? A TikTok popped up and it was like, "Here's all the things you can get free on your birthday." And she had a list of things. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can do. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna. I'm. I just remembered about that. Anthony's coal fired. I'm gonna get later. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh my God! You were talking about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. It's, it's my, everywhere. It's like all over my TikTok feed, and I had no idea about this drama. I had heard in the past of him being accused of being abusive to her that she was accusing him, and I I never believed that. I was surprised when I heard that about him. Uh, but I never was it. I never pry into celebrity things, so I did never notice that story. But now with this trial going on again, I'm going to say that's weird because you love TV reality shows and I don't. But I love prying into some celebrity people's lives because I I mean, I didn't follow this like closely, but it's been a really messy, messy, messy he lost, ordeal like, for a lot years. Of work. He lost a lot of work for of sure. The accusations against him like they fired him as Grindelwald and the Fantastic Beasts uh, franchise from Harry Potter. And then, a, and, and then hello, the his huge, the yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. That's huge. That, that's a big deal. Yeah. So it's been very tumultuous. It's been very. And I lady, had no idea like, he was married for like 25 years and then left his wife and was with her. Like I had no, I had no idea. All oh, I happened. didn't know about that. Yeah. Like they met on the set of Rum Diaries. Rum Diaries. I, re- I know that. And not long after that, they both left their significant others. And, and he had been together. married with his wife for 25 yeah, years for prior like, to leaving her for this trash bag. Like together for like 20 years, 25 years. Well, like oh my God. And she defended him when Amanda Heard started saying these things about him. Amber She's Heard. Like, his yeah, ex-wife Amber was Heard. defending Johnny Depp. She, de- she, she defended him. She's like, he's never been violent. He's always been a kind-hearted, sweet person. And what about know. anybody bringing Amber Heard's ex from any other past? Right? Year? That's what I've been wondering. Is like, she's had to have done this crazy you shit know, to other she, people. Listen, and I don't want to like be like, I don't want to take sides or anything, even though I love Johnny Depp. I mean, we all did. We grew up. <laughs> loving Johnny I know. Depp. I Let love me tell Johnny you, Depp. Crybaby. Oh, Crybaby. I had I had to have a t-shirt with his face Cry on. Crybaby. Yeah. I that know. was the first movie that I was like, ooh. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Who's that? <laughs> and Edward Scissorhands. Even as Edward Scissorhands, he was hot. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I like Jack White, because Jack White's kind of like Edward Scissorhands, but like he plays guitar instead of cuts hair, if that makes any sense. <laughs> Plays he all the instruments. The guitar. Yeah, he, he shreds, shreds the guitar. Exactly. Um, he, he got married. He got married recently. Jack White. Yes. To, to some chick who's very cute and looks very perfect for him. But still, I was like, oh, I was like, oh my god. Even though <laughs> like, I'm like, happily you're married, married, married and you have no like, chance. I would have the creepiest, cutest, creepiest babies with Jack White. But he got married. They look really cute. Good for him. Um. But yeah, Johnny Depp. No, but the Johnny Depp, I had no idea about any of this drama. Oh my God. And then like, I'm getting these TikToks out of nowhere. Oh, really? 
a, like following the trial because well, apparently weird. they're live streaming the trial like yeah I've, I've seen the live stream come up a couple times yeah and i and i'll like when i'm flipping through tiktok people will be live streaming the live stream of the t- trial right, right. or just like they shared clips from it and stuff and it's intense it's really messy i saw there's an article that way showed all his when he had it was like oh when he was at his low and he had like bags like this of weed bags <laughs> like this and I, mean, I was when but, you're, but, you're low, but the you thing, need some yeah, but at the same high. time, but at the same time, I was like, "Is Johnny Depp like? Of course." And that's the thing, like you know, he's into drugs. We all are, but like he's Johnny Depp. He's like fucking rock star. Like you know, mm-hmm. he's a rock star. So, actor. but there was like a picture of him all fucked up asleep oh, the, with, the with the ice cream, cream melt i know and yeah. he said how she staged that like she he she gave it to him this is what he said is that she gave it to him as she saw that he was starting to fall asleep but why would you even take a picture of that because she's trying to make she's him a, look yeah bad. she's she's very gone girl have you ever have you ever seen and, gone girl no i haven't she's seen very it. like they say Ooh. oh so you're saying because he's like Bile. oh she made that happen like that she staged it and then she took the picture and they're like and they're, 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 and they're like oh so you're saying it's her fault that this happened that this picture occurred or whatever and he's like she snapped it <laughs> it's like yeah <laughs> duh so what he stuck she stuck the ice cream in his hands while he was falling yeah asleep? she was just like here hold the ice cream he wasn't eating that ice cream it wasn't his ice cream oh. he said that she asked him to hold it as she, he was already starting to nod off on the couch. And so that that scenario could happen and she could take that picture and have that wow. opportunity. And he's like, I, I was exhausted after 17 hours of working because he was yeah, working on a movie. Sure. And he's like, and all the, oh, he straight up said, because and all the opiates I had ingested because he was abusing drugs because he was being abused by his wife. He was like miserable. Oh my God. Yeah, it's crazy. And then the whole like her dressing up like him. I was like, is this? Yeah, you were telling me that. And I I wasn't like, so I I, saw a TikTok of it and it shows like shots. Okay, he'll come into he came into uh, trial into the one day in a gray suit. She came the next day or the day after or whatever within the I don't know. I don't know if it was the very next day or whatever, but she comes mm -hmm. in with also a gray suit. There's another time that he had like the Louis Vuitton, like Bumblebee on a tie. That's so specific. Mm hmm. And then she came in after the same way. Like, she's, like, mimicking what he's wearing. What? It's weird. That's And I'm like, what? She's trying to fuck with him? Like, fuck with his head? Like, doesn't the jury notice those things? That's dumb of her to be doing that. Like, and I was like, is this real? Because this is a TikTok that I saw. I was like, is this real? Like, how is this? But you see it in, like, in the court dress. Yeah, like, there. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. And I saw like a news, like, you know, one of those e-news, whatever kind of things reporting on it too. a clip from them reporting on it. Like what's happening there? Oh, man. Anyways, we'll keep it. Do you think he's going to get a lot of jobs back? Another TikTok. I keep saying the only brand that's stuck by Johnny Depp is Dior. Is Dior. (laughs) Is it? Is that his cologne? Yeah, he does the the cologne. I honestly, um, it's so messy. It's terrible. It's just like the whole Will Smith thing because, like, you know, that's gonna be like forever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah, but that's is going to affect him, his career for sure. Not so much maybe hers, which is unfortunate because we've heard plenty about her. 
Yeah, I, but, didn't, uh, I didn't even know who Amber Heard is. Like, she's yeah, she's like a she's like I, a I didn't B-list even remember her. A- I saw the Rum Diaries because I wanted to see Johnny Depp. Yeah, right, but not because <laughs> you knew who Amber Heard was. I was like, oh, that's the actress. Not because you had to to, to, yeah. <laughs> to be his love interest. I hadn't heard about Amber Heard before. This Never song. heard of the bitch. <laughs> yeah. And quite frankly, could have done without having to hear about her. But here we are. Well. Anyways, we'll probably keep see what happens with digesting that. that. Let us know your thoughts on it. Yeah, I know. Tell us. Share what you've seen about it. Um, I have a sty in my eye. <laughs> Did you deny a pregnant woman food? That's what my husband asked me. <laughs> That's a thing. He's like, "Have you been talking shit about a pregnant woman?" And I'm like, "No, I love pregnant women, and pregnant women love me." I'm like, "I advocate for pregnant women." What are you talking about? <laughs> Maybe you were mean to somebody that you didn't know was pregnant. I don't know. I try not to interact <laughs> with too many people. And if and if I do interact with people, it's because they interacted with me. <laughs> so, but I don't know. I get, I'm really, I get styles real easily. I rub my eyes a lot. You got to wash your hands more. I, I know. And don't I, touch your eyes. I feel so crappy. I was using it as an example to my daughter. I was like, see, see what happens. Look, I look like Quasimodo. <laughs> see, because I was, I didn't wash my hands and I was rubbing my face. I hate it. I get them often and I feel super stupid when I have them. <laughs> but hopefully it'll go away by next week because I want to look fabulous. Y'all need to come with your A game. If you come into this dinner, you better not show up in no Beavis and Butthead t-shirt, okay? Because <laughs> that's not going to happen. I mean, unless it's a really cool Beavis and Butthead. I mean, we're not going to tell you no. Yeah, we're not going to turn anybody. But if you come code. in... To the nines. I still don't even know what I'm going to wear. Oh, it's I was been, just going to I'm on a mission. I got a couple. You have a collections. <laughs> see, I got some hair extensions coming. Let's see if they look decent. <laughs> I don't know. I have my hair's in a weird stage, so I have to like. You're growing it out. I'm growing it out. I don't want to cut it anymore. Um, So it's going to kind of go through some weird mullety stage because the back <laughs> kind of flips up a little bit. <laughs> So, but I want to like, you know, ultimately have fi- let it fill in and then do a bob with it. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it's weird. I don't know what to do, you know, and then you just gotta wait it out. You gotta let it I grow. I'm, vi- I'm not patient. So I know I hope that's why you waited this long to let it grow out because you've been talking about doing it, but you're like, I hate that awkward, like, weird. I know. And then it's like, and then I like gotta cut it. Anyways, it's growing. We'll see. What's up with you? Nothing? Nothing, bro. No, we got a whole lot of... Everything's about the dinner. Yeah, we got a whole lot of... Scoops, skis, potatoes. <laughs> in, the, in the meantime... Bringing you the dankiest news from our home office. (laughs) In Hialeah. Hialeah. Reporting live from Hialeah (laughs) News Nugs. Where we get high and read the weed news to you. And uh, today's uh, News Nug story is actually from Florida. Oh, it's kind of like I love you Miami fall. You know, know, bleeding into News Nugs. 
So the story is Florida's top Democrat suing Biden administration over rule barring medical cannabis users from buying guns. This is dumb. Um, The (coughs) in what way? If you have if you have your cannabis license, like as a patient, you you can't get a concealed weapons permit, I believe. Really? That's what they're trying to do. You can't have a gun if you have your weed card. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. And and you haven't like people always ask about that. There's a lot of people that that's why they won't get their car. Yeah, for sure. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's people that we talk to. Exactly. Here. So the highest ranking Democrat in Florida is taking on the leader of her party and the country over weed and guns. Nikki Freed. Is it Freed or Fried? I think it's Freed. Freed, right? The state's agriculture commissioner and Democratic candidate for governor plans to sue the Biden administration Wednesday to block to try to block a federal rule that prohibits medical marijuana users from buying guns. Oh, straight up buying guns, not just your license. Wow. Damn. Or maintaining concealed carry permits, according to NBC News, which obtained a copy of Freed's lawsuit. She said, I'm suing the Biden administration because people's rights are being limited. Medical marijuana is legal. Guns are legal. She said on a tweet Wednesday morning, this is about people's rights and their freedoms to responsibly have both. The 420 announcement of Freed's lawsuit against the Biden administration was not a coincidence, by the way. (laughs) Everybody uses that date like to tie in, uh, you know, anything we related. NBC reported that the lawsuit targets a federal form that asks whether the gun buyer is an unlawful user of drugs and specifies that marijuana is illegal under federal law. Prospective customers who check yes are denied and those who lie run the risk of a five-year prison sentence for making a false statement. What? According to Five NBC years? News. The lawsuit from Freed, who's currently the only Florida Democrat holding a statewide office, will have a major bearing on her own jurisdiction, where medical cannabis has been legal since voters there passed an initiative in 2016 and where gun ownership is ubiquitous. But it could also set a precedent for the dozens of other states where medical cannabis is legal. Freed is a longtime champion of cannabis reform. I've always been pro-cannabis, but didn't really understand the movement early on, she told High Times in an interview last year, saying that her passion was sparked as a student at the University of Florida. She won her race for agriculture commissioner in 2018 on a platform dedicated to changing Florida's cannabis laws. I voted for her. Too. At the time, we weren't take, uh, talking legalization. We were still we were trying to still get medical, but they knew that I was in favor of legal legalization when the time was right for Florida. Freed told High Times. Freed has ramped up her legalization push in her gubernatorial campaign, which she launched last year. She's running for the Democratic nomination against Charlie Crist, a former Republican governor turned Democratic congressman. Ah! <laughs> Both, I'm not a fan of his. Uh-huh. Both candidates have pledged to legalize cannabis for adults if elected. But Freed has called out Chris on GOP past, saying in October that people have been imprisoned and Chris and other Republicans supported and enforced racist marijuana crime bills. Freed and Chris are vying for the chance to take on Republican Governor Ron DeSantis, yeah. a potential 2024 presidential candidate who has said that recreational cannabis will not be legalized while he's in office. Fuck you! (laughs) Not while I'm governor. (laughs) 
DeSantis said in 2019, just like that, too. I mean, look, when that is introduced with teenagers and young people, I think a really detrimental effect to their well-being and their maturity. (laughs) Polls show that both Democrats are long shots against the incumbent. Ron DeSantis is motivated by money, Freed told High Times last year in explaining the governor's opposition to cannabis reform. I think his motivation is more his ability to raise money. As NBC News explained, the lawsuit is laden with political opportunity for Freed, who became the only Democrat elected statewide in 2018 when she ran on an unabashedly pro-cannabis platform, with polls repeatedly showing that a majority of Floridians, like the rest of the country, support legalizing pot. Duh. According to NBC, Freed is bringing the suit with three citizens who have been affected by the federal rules and the suit names the acting head of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, (coughs) Firearms and Explosives and Attorney General Merrick Garland as defendants. Who are the three citizens? I want to know. Well, we'll be keeping you up to date on that. That's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. We kind of heard about that before that happened. Yeah. But but we knew people had mentioned it to us. But I, I didn't know outright that that was it, that that was where it was No, going. I straight up asked her. Is, I was like, oh, is this the whole thing that they're trying to stop? And she's like, yeah. No, but I mean, like, w- some people have brought it up to us in the past of like, oh, I don't know that I'll get my medical card. Yeah, because it used of that. to not be a problem before. But, right. And I was like, I, I, I was like, is that a thing? So I guess they're so now it's trying to become a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I get it. I understand why. Or it's become a thing and they're trying to like stop it or yeah i really don't i hate i too i hate when there are negative stories of some shit going down and they always like bring up the marijuana thing you know but i I could have sworn that there's been countless studies on areas that have legalized recreational pot of actual consumption going down in the youth not up well Right, but I mean, uh, I'm talking about with the the weed gun thing. Oh no, I, yeah, I was just saying because Ron DeSantis said this, it's not going to ever happen while he's governor. He's not going to let it become right. legal here. Yeah, well, but he's not. He's not for it. I mean, period. Well, but I could have sworn he he allowed smokable flour. So that's where I'm confused. Yeah, I thought he kind of had, was like cool with it. Like, I mean, because we didn't have smokable flour. And then like, I'm pretty sure he was like, OK with that when they when they presented it. Maybe everybody it. else was OK with it. Anyway, I don't know. I'm not. No, I could. Yeah, I remember thinking, I oh, well, OK, right. he, at least he's allowing smokable right. flour. Uh-huh. That's cool. I remember thinking that when it yeah. happened. Yeah, we agreed with him on something. That's what we agreed with him. <laughs> that and the financial literacy courses. Yeah, for, yeah. That's yeah, see, a, not always bad. But now he's saying no, no, but no, now, no, no. Okay. Well, this next story for. I love you, Miami. This is crazy. We were talking about this this Dude. week. Florida bride cater accused of serving marijuana laced food at wedding. Dude, yeah, our that was super local. One of our patrons shared it in our chat, and I was like, "What?" And that happened here. We have a clip from a news story. Yeah, so we'll play the clip. It's kind of long, but 
It's three minutes. Yeah, hang in there. But it's good. It's good information. This February wedding in Florida went from this to this. We're just at the wedding. We, Me and my girlfriend were talking, and I feel like there's some kind of drugs in me or something, and I don't know what's happening. Sounds like a pussy-ass bitch. What he sounds like. By top story, so showing big. a guest being wheeled out of the event on wheeled a stretcher. Wheeled out. We all have been wheeled out on a The Seminole County Sheriff's Department now saying the bride, Danya Glennie, was behind it. Police confronted her and the groom that night. Bride and groom? Yes. You're bride and groom? Yes, sir. Okay, a couple questions for you. Yes, sir. We should Apparently, add that she is smirking heavily. Dude. Your food had cannabis inside of it. She, The bride is in the background and her smirk, she looks like she is up to no good. I don't, I just need to yes or no, ma'am. Did you guys authorize it for the catering company? She shakes her head no. To have cannabis placed in the food, edibles, whatever the case may be? No, sir. Okay. I just need both of your, your IDs. The 42-year-old bride is now facing felony charges for allegedly lacing the food at her wedding with marijuana. You guys with catering? Yeah, we're just putting stuff away. Yeah, don't put anything away yet. Police collected food on scene to test. Might be transporting a couple more people to the hospital because of this. Oh my. According to the incident report from police, the evidence the collected included chocolate-covered strawberries and pudding shots. Ooh. Of the 30 to 40 attendants, several reported feeling ill to police. Like Miranda Katie telling our affiliate West yeah. she was there, the bride, a friend of hers. My heart was racing. Katie says another guest at her table suspected it. He's like, are we stoned right now? And everyone's just kind of looking around each other laughing. And uh, we absolutely are. we piss-ass we bitches right now? Out of our minds. The bride's caterer, Joycelyn Bryant, also arrested and facing the charges of reckless tampering, culpable negligence, <sighs> and delivery of marijuana. Oh Police my telling God. us the investigation is still ongoing. We reached out to both women and the groom for comment and did not immediately hear back. I think people just want an explanation. So many of my friends who wouldn't want me speaking with you but i think it's so important that people this is a bride's friend right and you know you have to was was. free will and boundaries and option to have a choice in something like that she's not wrong all right you see joins us now live on set she's crying the guest didn't think this was fun or funny at all and now both the bride and the caterer could be facing criminal charges (gasps) that's right they are facing a first degree felony charge there among those charges reckless tampering in the state of florida if they are convicted they could face up to 30 years in prison for that there's no mandatory minimum uh, but they could face all those years and i do want to also mention tom that in that body camera video that we showed you there's a moment where the police are explaining to the bride and the groom that it's one thing if the guests had brought their own marijuana or edibles to the event it's a completely different situation if there was marijuana put in that food without them knowing that's messed up. In this area. That's crazy. Um, we have plenty to say about this. Like, who would think of like think about like all the people that come to your wedding? Think about all the people that come to your wedding. Yeah, I wouldn't want your to fucking family, give them shit. The groom's just family, my, yeah, just all my your friends. friends. Like, you really like you all these people yeah. without telling them. I hope they didn't have any kids at that wedding. I hope it was like a no. I kid mean, I'm wedding. sure. Well, there was no. There was, they didn't say anything about kids, but yeah, they would. But said while something. like I get having a lit party, but like letting people know, you gotta let them know. Hey, you gotta have the, the option. Yeah, like here's the lit cake and here's the Publix cake. Like, pick which one you want. 
Yeah, I don't know if it was just the cake or if it was in the food. Well, right. When he, they show the report, there are several different foods that were listed and all of the stuff that, that was listed, but those the are just strawberries things they took to, and the pudding shot. those are just things they took to test. They don't know for sure. But they didn't say if it came back with... Uh, no, they, I mean, it was just the reporting at the seizure. Oh, they don't know right okay, there. They have to go take it for testing, testing and all that. Yeah. But the poor caterer, I mean, did the caterer not know? That right, and knew? how fucked up was that? If if she hired a caterer to make edibles and the caterer made edibles to give to unsuspecting people and now she has to fucking... Face criminal charges? Yeah, that's not her fault. No. If this bitch ordered it and didn't tell her guests, that's on her. That's so bride. Yeah, that's crazy. So High Times also, that was an NBC clip that we No, played. and on top of that, her friends? Yeah. Like, they're like, look, oh, are not, we high? Are right, we stoned right, right now? Like, like, like uh, we're like, all high as a kite. Yeah, like you said, she's not wrong. She's not wrong, but because don't boundaries, talk to the news like, about right? It. Like, let people have the option of doing it or not doing tell it. Tell your friend, don't tell. But the like, news. yo, for real, the blowing up the spa TV. like that. She's trying to get on TV. So High Times <laughs> covered the story also, tears. and they said, <clears throat> "You were you start." I don't even want to read the beginning because they tried to be funny here. <laughs> You know how I feel about funny reporting when it's not, it's like, you know. Alanis Morissette never sang about weed on a wedding day. <laughs> Why does she, Alanis Morissette what does that have to do? Because she, it's like, like, it's like hey, hey. yeah. <laughs> but, wedding, I mean, that's why I'm like, they're really reaching here yeah. for this hour. <laughs> but for one Florida bride and caterer, there was some good advice that they just didn't take. Here's your story via CNN and various other media reports. 42-year-old bride Dana. 42-year-old woman should know better. Oh, and 31-year-old cater Jocelyn have been charged with culpable negligence and delivery of marijuana and violating Florida Anti-Tampering Act. Stemming for a February wedding in Longwood, Florida that turned into a serious buzz kill. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the affidavit says that the bride agreed to... The affidavit says that the bride agreed to... And allowed Jocelyn to lace the food she served with cannabis, unbeknownst to the attendees, many of whom became very ill and required medical attention. Deputies have arrived at Community Clubhouse in Longwood that night to find several guests receiving uh, medical attention. For some, the evening was anything but enchanting. CNN detailing the affidavit reported that one woman who attended the wedding told an investigator that while she was at the hospital, she felt paranoid and believed her husband wasn't telling her the truth about other family members and that her son-in-law had died and no one was telling her. <laughs> wow. She got major paranoia. She also said she became loud and unruly in the emergency room and had to be given medication to calm down. She, she's one of those that like gets really anxious paranoia um. and it was probably too much. Maybe that Think about dosing is very complicated and not, yeah. if you're not a consumer, you don't normally consume cannabis. Wow. Investigators and the wedding guests themselves have apparently been unable to get straight answers from the bride and groom. CNN says that when a deputy asked Dania and her husband, Andrew, if they had requested or consented to the food containing cannabis, Andrew stared at the deputy with a blank expression for a few moments before stuttering through a no. One guest apparently told investigators that after she realized she was high, she asks Boda if she had put marijuana in olive oil. CNN reported to which Boda answered yes and acted excited. I mean, in the video, she looked like she was like, <laughs> she was smirking. She was like, <laughs> yeah, she was like, oh, did I do that? No. Like, it was like, yeah. 
But another guest, according to CNN, said when she texted Spoda from the hospital asking what was happening and what she was given, the bride responded, ugh, we have no idea. Yeah, now because shit's hitting the fan, right. she's pretending. CNN citing court records reported that both Spoda and Bryant have bonded out of Seminole County Jail and will be arranged, uh, arranged in June. According to Tampa-based Samus Law Firm, Florida's Anti-Tampering Act covers tampering food with as well as tampering with certain types of drugs, devices, or cosmetics. The law firm says that the statue is not used all that often in part because the statutory language is poorly written and fails to track federal food anti-tampering law and that the terms used in Florida's anti-tampering statute are extremely vague, leading to constitutional challenges by criminal defense attorneys. Local law enforcement officers will investigate any such allegation and take swift action. These crimes can be charged as a third degree, second degree, or first degree felony depending on how the tampering occurred and the, and the harm caused, the firm explains. Many of these crimes are committed by juveniles because of the often impulsive nature of the offense. No, this was a full-grown 42-year-old woman at her freaking wedding. She just drugged all her friends and family. Maybe I feel like she might have thought like, ooh, this is going to be fun. And then it was like a nightmare. She obviously does not know how cannabis works. I mean. Because it's not, it's not for everyone. And, and to, to, to give it to them without them knowing is just, that's just wrong. I'm not going to lie. I was trying to see if she followed us. <laughs> The story underscores the dangers of serving cannabis-infused food to unwitting individuals. A man in South Dakota was sentenced to 60 days in jail last month after his mother unknowingly served the cannabis-laced brownies to the senior citizens. Remember, remember, we read that story. The man lost his job as a music teacher in a local school district over the incident. Oh, that this guy. Oh, it was him. And was also ordered to pay 34000 in court fees and serve two years worth of probation. Oh, my God. Because his mom took his brownies. Jesus Christ. That's so fucked up. You gotta be so damn careful. I'm really sorry this impacted so many in the community. I'm so sorry for that. He said as his sentencing, oh, as quoted by uh, the Associated Press, so many people got sick and that wasn't my intention for that to happen. Of course. Wow. That's bananas. I can't believe that we didn't see that was the outcome of that. Yeah. The guy with the brownies and his mom. We got to follow and see what the outcome of this ends up being. Yeah, I'm not good. Looks like not very good where it's going. I mean, that's going. a different state. So that was South Dakota. This is Florida. Yeah. We'll see. I hope if anybody gets in trouble, it's the bride and not the caterer. Because I don't know if the caterer knew that the people eating didn't know, you know? Yeah. She's just taking an order and doing what was asked. And hopefully the caterer knew what she was doing because dosing food is, a, is not an easy, you know, you got to do it right. You can't overdose. You could really make people sick. Yeah. That's well, we have uh, an infusion. Specialist I know. Right. Exactly. For, for our dinner first, party. First off, we have an infusion <laughs> specialist and y'all know what you're getting into. If you bought tickets, it was quite clear. It's an infused. You, I mean, obviously we're going to provide the, uh, dosage, the dosage and it's going to be uh, mixed with CBD for a nice experience but like we are giving people the option of like skipping a dose or skipping um a course if they're not you know if they think hey it's maybe that's a little too Too much much. so but here their people are not giving any option whatsoever so that it means absolutely wrong you went for first seconds or thirds who knows it was at a buffet was it plated like yeah like so many questions (laughs) which we wish we knew we had the answers what was it that was laced was it all the food had a little bit of cannabis in it was it only certain things right so many questions (laughs) 
We'll follow up for sure. I really want to know. That's why I was like, can you stop? The, can we just take a picture of what was in question? I want to see all the food that was at her wedding. <laughs> so um, this next interview was really fun. We spoke to Jennifer Boyce. She's the education and training manager over at Canawise. Um, she's been an advocate for years, uh, especially after her reproductive health issues, which she talks to us about. Um, and she was, uh, she also was telling us her, her mom was also a, a cannabis consuming parent. So really had a, had a great conversation with her. We hope you enjoy. Absolutely. So Canawise Medicine is a provider's office. So in Massachusetts, you have to see a provider to get your certification. And that's what we do. Help people get their cannabis certifications for medical program. Um, we work within the community a lot will work with their prices so if people can't afford it if people are on hospice we do discounted um certifications we do free certifications for end of life care and we do free continuing education for all of our patients and that's where i come in handy um because I have worked in Western medicine the majority of my life. I was a 911 dispatcher, EMT, and I got health conditions and I couldn't use cannabis. So I was on gabapentin and amitriptyline. Finally decided to leave my career, start using cannabis as medicine. And my own provider stole me to come work for the company. And it's very happy that she did. That's great. And what, so, so you didn't, you didn't smoke, uh, for a while there. Did you, what, what was your, what was your first time smoking? Like, did you, did you stop for a while? How was that? I stopped for a while. My first time smoking, everyone loves this story. Um, I learned cannabis was medicine from my mom. Um, my mom came from Sweden when she was 16 years old and in Sweden we're very more so about holistic healthcare, you know, just drink some ginger and some lime and it'll make that cold go away. Um, so I was struggling severely with PMDD and endometriosis at 13 and nothing worked for me. I didn't feel comfortable on the narcotics because I was 13 and couldn't go to school on them. And I didn't eat for about a week. My mom came out with a packed bowl and said, do you know how to use this? I swear to God, I thought this was a trick question. I thought if I said yes, I was going to get grounded. And I said, nope, never did it. She took a massive rip in front of me, handed it to me and said, well, you're going to learn. After two bowls, I was able to eat three bowls of macaroni and cheese. It was the first time I ate in seven days. Wow. Wow. So I was raised to believe it was medicine, but choosing a career in public safety, I had to give it up because firefighters, EMTs, 911 dispatchers were not allowed to consume. Yeah. Sadly. So you came into this from the start as a patient, as seeing it as medicine from a very young Mm -hmm. age. Wow. Yeah. You also mentioned having a PCOS. I've I, we've been hearing a lot more about that. A lot more women are, have been coming out with their stories about having PCOS. Does cannabis help with that as well? Significantly. Um, it doesn't necessarily, as I tell all of my patients, it doesn't make our disease go away, 
but a lot of the chemical constituents that you find in cannabis are great for symptomatic relief of things that women have to deal with consistently. You know, you have analgesic properties and muscle relaxers in cannabis that can help us with cramps, help us with our nausea, even help us with mood swings. And it's a much more natural, natural form of mitol, in my opinion. Yeah, to mitigate the symptoms, basically. And the especially with my PCOS, whenever I had a cyst rupture, of course, the first thing the doctors want to give you is morphine and tramadol and whatever it is to make you comfortable. But unfortunately, as we know, that's how addicts in the chronic pain industry, especially women who deal with chronic pain, wind up becoming addicted to these substances. So for me, cannabis is major for even recovery from a cyst rupture topicals can be great to massage into like your lower abdomen, your pelvic area, not to mention we finally started getting product over here on the East coast. I don't know if you guys have it in Florida yet, but in Massachusetts, we started getting lubricants and mucosal products for the female vagina, making it more comfortable and less muscle reactive, which is great for people with PCOS, endometriosis and pelvic myalgia. And that's available in like your medical dispensaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have we a couple have of companies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we have a couple of companies. Um, there's a few that do like pleasure lubes. There's some that do just moisturizing balms. Um, I know there's a lot of CBD companies out there that are doing them online because uh, cannabis has cannabigerol in it which is a natural antifungal, antibacterial. And us women, we're Petri dishes. We have a lot more bacteria than the male body. And we don't necessarily know how to regulate that. And even sneezing the wrong way can throw our entire body off. So they actually have done studies in the UK. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but um, they found that women that use cannabis are least likely to have things like bacterial vaginosis and reoccurrent yeast infections. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. I mean, cannabis is all about like the ECS is all about homeostasis, basically keeping us balanced. So it would make sense that it helps with that as well. Exactly. That's amazing. So um, how long have you been actually working in the cannabis industry? Because you said you started as a patient and started working with your provider. So how long have you been A little over a year, actually. Um, I'm still a newbie into the industry. Um, I've been an activist my whole life, I will say, like I said, since my mom taught me what it did. As an early teen, I pushed for it to be decriminalized in Massachusetts and then become legalized for med program and then recreational use. So if you told that same 13-year-old girl who illegally smoked a bowl with her mom that night that she'd be working in the industry, I, she would have laughed in your face. <laughs> That's not a thing. Yeah, we felt like that too. We're like, <laughs> what? We're, what are we? We're really uh, have a podcast about weed? Okay. <laughs> It's been so taboo for so long. And now like you tell people that you work in the industry and all of a sudden you have this respect and it's, it's great, especially for women in the industry. Cause we're still, there's still not a lot of us out there yet. And how does your mom feel about you actually being involved in the industry now? She is the proudest mama I have ever seen. <laughs> um, my whole family is the fact that I work in holistic healthcare and 
found a way because I've always been the caretaker in my family. Um, you know, growing up in an immigrant family, it's just something that you're you're taught to do. You just get up, you take care of all of your elders, you come last, you need to make sure they have everything. If they ask you for something, you don't ask questions, you just get up and do it. And they they worked so hard to come here for me to succeed and to see this success in the cannabis industry. They are they're more than thrilled. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I also wanted to ask you about so you said you uh, so you deal with infertility and and you it's it, you're healing from that. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Like when did you find out? Because I know there's a lot of women out there too who struggle with that, and I feel like that's very important. It's still so, it's kind of taboo a little bit as well to talk about that. It is a lot of women still feel so afraid to talk about it, and as a woman that's gone through it you get this sense of not feeling like you're a female because you can't do what you were meant to do. So women get really ashamed about talking about it. But the funny thing is, is once I started opening up and started talking about it with people, I had more women come to me going, oh my God, I thought I was crazy. I thought like I was allergic to this product. And I thought that I was only having a hard time. And I thought I was only too stressed to get pregnant. And it really shows that us as women need to have these conversations with each other to support each other in it. Because unfortunately, there's so much from our previous generations of you keep this hush hush and women suffer in silence about it. And I did for many years, there was, it was shameful because all of my friends were getting pregnant and I had like family and friends that never wanted kids that were like, surprise, I have them. And it just got really, really hard. And I kept my mouth shut. I didn't want to rain on anyone else's parade, only to realize that I was dragging myself in the dirt. And now I'm not so shy about talking about it. Um, I talk about it at work. I talk about it with my patients. And I kind of wear it as a badge of honor now because I knew at 14, I probably wasn't going to have kids. So at 14 years old, I started making decisions that women don't start making until their late twenties. I started going on hormone treatments. I put myself in medically induced menopause twice to freeze my system in attempts to one day, if I were to get married, have one, um, got married. Unfortunately, it didn't work out, uh, getting pregnant or the marriage, (laughs) um, wound up divorced and met my now partner who gave me his kid pretty much. Um, and now I have the fun fact of being an infertile stepmom, which was not a journey I was prepared for at all. Yeah, that must be hard too. How do you, uh, how do you handle that? How do you educate your steps? Is it a stepson? I'm sorry, your daughter. Stepdaughter. How do you, uh, does she know about your cannabis use and how do you talk the- to her about doesn't know about cannabis use. She knows about medicine use. She knows the cannabis leaf as a medicine leaf or a hemp leaf. Um, She's gone to my office multiple times if we haven't been able to like have a sitter for her or anything. And she's never asked questions about it because it looks like your standard doctor's office just with a lot more green plants on the wall. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm very specific about the product that I have. Um, In Massachusetts, they're 
very strict about keeping it away from minors. And minors in Massachusetts is anybody under the age of 21. So I actually have a room downstairs in my basement. That's my laundry room. And we also joke and call it my dungeon. Um, mm-hmm. Because in my off hours of momming and cannabis education, I am a DM for a Dungeons and Dragons community. Oh, um, awesome. <laughs> and I normally host my sessions down there. But what I like about that room is there's a key padded lock on the door. So you can't go in unless you know the code. And that is where I can safely consume. I have ventilation. I have a mini fridge for all my edibles, seltzers, uh, any of my concentrates that need to be kept that way. Um, Got a little gas heater, TV. I could probably live down there if I needed to. I want a smoke dungeon. (laughs) Smoke dungeon sounds awesome. It's very needed, especially um, one of the things that they teach parents and blended families is you should always have a space of your own if you're not the parent that has kids. So you always can kind of put yourself in that parent role and put yourself back in that family mode because I'm very much a career woman. I am work, work, work. My parents, my grandparents work, work, work. And then all of a sudden there was a kid that wanted all of my attention and I had no idea how to give her any of it. It's been a learning curve and um, I love it. But when I need a break, that smoke dungeon is lifesaving. <laughs> smoke dungeon. How it old was real. your step, your stepdaughter when you came into her life? Like Nine. Nine? Yep. And she's going to be 11 this year. So it's been a been a little bit and she's gone through a lot over the past year. Both of her parents moved in with their significant others in new homes and she's taking it like a tough cookie. I'm so proud of her. She's, you know, learning. She can't hide things from one house to the other because me and her mom actually have a really good relationship that I'm so proud of. Um, And she'll always get mad. I forget that you talk to mom. I can't let that slide. (laughs) That's so awesome when, when adults can co-parent like that and, and come together because I, I grew up in a divorced family and I went between my mom's house and my dad's house. And it was not fun having parents that did not get along and did not speak to each other. And a lot of keep, you know, putting the kid in the middle and then, you know, it's really awkward. So I love here. I feel like nowadays it's more common to see adult parenting like that where they can just put aside you know all that and be good co-parents it makes sense because a lot of like our generation had like you said split parents like my mom and my dad divorced when I was young and there was a lot of me going back and forth and back and forth or staying at my grandparents because neither could have the time off of work to take care of me at the time like it was always when you're a kid of separated households, you feel like you always live in a suitcase. Yes. And you're right. When you have the ability to talk to the other family, you're not living out of a suitcase. You just have one giant tribe that's trying to raise you. But I think it's because we dealt with it that we're like, hey, we don't want our kids to feel like we did. Exactly. I think that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. What's your favorite way to consume? I'm old school. I love flour. Um, I, I mean, that's the best way. <laughs> yeah, I'll still. Really. 
It really is. I mean, that's how you get full spectrum. It really exactly. is. It's the best way you get a, a quicker onset. You get the full spectrum of your terpenes, your cannabinoids, you get everything. Not to mention, it's just really relaxing to come home and smoke a joint after a long day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is. It's more, it's more consistent too. I, I like edibles, but uh, I feel like it's not consistent. You don't really know when. No, you don't know. The problem with consumption methods is like every one of the things that we say in the industry in Massachusetts is everybody and everybody is different. So depending on how you metabolize or someone else metabolizes or what you've eaten versus what you haven't eaten depends on how edibles hit you. And that's why I've never been a fan of them unless they taste really good. Um, Cause then it's just a double indulgence in my opinion. <laughs> um, but no flowers, just, I still love the fact that flower in my generation was just taught to be so taboo you got caught with that on you and it was a big no-no and now it's like you can turn to your partner you can turn to your friends be like do you see how purple this is do you see how sparkly this is do you see the orange hairs and you can actually have more of an educated conversation about it now and look at the trichromes on this one (laughs) exactly you know the smell profile smells nothing like what it tastes you smell the citrus but when you smoke it you taste the pepper that's the humulene and the limonene that's hiding on you (laughs) (laughs) I recently got a strain that I I couldn't smoke it it's I didn't like the smell I didn't like how it smelled I was just like I don't want this this is terrible I hate when that happens yeah yeah and that's and it, you and know it's, it's just, not for you but, right right because I, I I you know I passed it on to someone else and was like because sometimes I'm like is it just me or is this and then somebody else was like yeah I don't like it and then I gave it to someone else I was like try this does this seem right and they were like it's fine I like it yeah I'm, it's it's doing what it's supposed to do and I'm like okay yo it's, it's really so depend on your nose different. I would say and your nose nose <laughs> it does can you that's tell how- us a little bit about getting your medical card oh were you gonna say something I was gonna say that's how I feel about like um pining pining and I don't get along it causes me to get very anxious so if I yeah. smell something that smells like a Christmas tree I already know I'm gonna have a bad time so why bother <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> That's why it's so good to be able to know what you're consuming because then you can like, you learn these things about what strains work for you and what don't. Once you start learning more about the terpene profiles and the effects that you feel off of those different profiles. So that's why I'm so like excited that finally medical, we got medical in Florida, we're going to slowly get recreational and we'll get more, more education like that. The more education you get, the better you have to break the stigma. It's still because people don't know. I went to um, NECAN, uh, which is the New England Cannabis Convention, a couple weekends ago, and they were able to talk about a study that happened decades ago, back during the Schaefer Commission, that said that pot killed brain cells. Mm. Well, now that all of that research has been made knowledgeable, they found out that it wasn't the pot that killed the monkey's brain cells. It was the fact that these monkeys had almost 30 joints worth of smoke pumped into their face masks and they smothered themselves. 
Oh my God. So yes, they did lose oxygen to the brain, but it wasn't because of the pot. It was because they couldn't get a fresh breath of air. And I don't know any stoner out there that's sitting there puffing, puffing, puffing 30 joints in a row. Yeah, I can't even do hot. We can't even hot box anymore. We were trying no. to do TikTok and we were smoking joints in a car and we were like, this is, I can't even do this. This is not. No. Yeah, I don't know how anybody could do the gas mask thing. I'm like, no thanks. I oh, can just yeah. take a rip off a bong. That's as good as <laughs> right. as I'll nice. take it. Some of the stuff that's coming out there now, it's like, okay, I'm, now I know I'm over 30, and that's not cool. <laughs> yeah, but because some because some people like to because everybody loves extra extra stuff. They like all the extra stuff, so people do overconsume. That's you know viral video of someone smoking a big ass bowl out of a leaf blower. You know what I mean? Yep. Unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. Waste of weed. It's so unnecessary that they do that. But it's hey. a horrible waste. Your body can only absorb so much. It's a bell curve. Believe right. it or not, less is more. <laughs> yeah. It's a waste. I get so mad sometimes. I had to unfollow like those big accounts that do those videos because I'm just like, it's such a way. I would just be in the comments going, you so guys are wasting about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'd just be, I'd just be so upset. I'm like, I can't follow you guys anymore. You just, all you do is waste perfectly good weed. That's right. Like I, mean, I could have used that. Exactly. exactly. I think back of like the way we would overconsume as youngins like when I first got into cannabis 18 19 years old with my friends and we're like this is the best plant ever like for 420 we're like we're gonna each buy a 20 which was like what a gram which is a lot of wheat and smoke a whole blunt to the face not sharing it we each have our individual blunts <laughs> and go to the movies just to pass out because we oversmoke because <laughs> you over- <laughs> Nope, that's it's it's very true. A lot of people don't realize that. And one of the things that we actually end up teaching to our patients, especially when it comes to overconsumption, is you can actually overdose on cannabis. You cannot die. That's the best thing about it. Um, but you can take too much that it messes with like your blood pressure. A lot of people will take a lot in and then stand up and feel really lightheaded, really dizzy, and pass out that is a sign of you probably took more than your body could consume. Take some CBD to level that out, take a hot shower and take a really long nap. Yeah. A nap, CBD and nap for sure. CBD and nap. I feel like when people get too hot, too heavy into the dabs, like the dabbing, I think that's where you get dangerous with overconsumption. Like, and especially if you're like, Oh, eating a lot of edibles and then doing dabs and all that you're getting, you're, you're oversaturating your ECS with too much. Well, that's how doctors were able to find oh. cannabis. Uh, oh goodness. That's how doctors were able to find a uh, cannabis hypermesis syndrome, which is people that take an excessive amount of concentrates are, actually destroying their bodies with too much cannabis, causing them to have um, something similar to like hypermesis syndrome in pregnancy, where you can't keep food or water down. You Mm -hmm. consistently feel like you have a rock in your stomach. And the only way to make it go away is to stop consuming. And it could come back if you ever try to consume again. More in moderation. That's really why we try to teach people is more in moderation. Don't ruin it for yourself. Responsible use for sure. Yes. Yes. 
Plus, so we how got shit to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we ain't got time to be all. We're moms. Is this just out? the stress relief and, like, you know, yeah. getting us through the day? I, That's I what's going to put me to bed. That's what's going to give me patience. <laughs> right i ain't got time to just be zoned out and stoned out like i i just i take it to give me patience and just to kind of balance myself sometimes you know the day is so hard it's you know not enough but (laughs) (laughs) and you go to sleep and I can deal with Disney movies better when I'm medicated. I could listen to We Don't Talk About Bruno 15 times <laughs> as long as I am medicated. I yeah, love that I, movie. I love that movie too. <laughs> it's the cocoa melon. I need to uh, smoke extra bowls. I'm lucky to... in the sense that my my son is not like that. Like He doesn't want to watch the movies all the time. He's more like wants a game with his dad. So but he does, he when we do want to sit down and watch a movie, he's like, let's watch that one again. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> it's comforting, comfort. I think, too. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like yeah. us. We binge watch our favorite TV shows to fall asleep to. Like, I mean, half of America watches The Office over a hundred times in their life, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I just saw a thing where Kevin from The Office was talking about how every day on set before they would film they would have to get into character by working for by doing minutes. medial office work right yeah just acting yeah, they like would have to on be on set and just pretend they're like doing office work they're either yeah. typing emails or i read that, that they were allowed to like pay their own bills and stuff on the <laughs> <laughs> that's funny wow that's funny that is funny. i didn't know that yeah, yeah. But, even, but, but i saw that video and was like wow that's pretty interesting i mean it makes sense like a little improv game for them to kind of get into uh get into and then parenting. they use clips of that for the actual like intro and stuff in the show sometimes so yeah i, 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 I they're so funny like i could imagine that there might have been some moments where they got some really funny like ad-libs and like improv improvised moments and stuff too Oh, I'm yeah. sure. There was there were tons of things that happened in that show that were completely unscripted. <laughs> so, can you tell us a little bit about um, how you get your medical card in Massachusetts? I can't. I can yeah. never see that. Is it, is it just right? is in it Mass? Just okay, Mass. Just say Mass. <laughs> Massachusetts. 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 <laughs> is it just medical there? No, we have medical and recreational. Um, recreational, of course, like does come with taxes and adult use only. So anybody over the age of 21 can go into a recreational dispensary. Um, even if you aren't from the state, as long as your driver's license says that you're over 21, you can purchase at um, one of their dispensaries. The medical side, however, you um, have to be a mass med patient. They don't do state res- can never Reci- say this word Reci- right Reci- reciprocity yeah, no, Me I'm too. Sorry. that's another English word that's another that's word that's word one. does not work <laughs> i thought that was a fake word when i said i was like what is that what are they saying what is Reci- that what is that reciprocity, reciprocity yeah <laughs> like like reciprocate so many times yes reciprocity <laughs> so we we can go to certain states like I know I can go to Maine with my med card I can go to Rhode Island with my med card and go into their med dispensaries but they can't come into our med dispensaries mm-hmm. um but on the med side it is pretty simple um you do have to meet with a doctor every year to make sure that you are still eligible because some people could 
lose their eligibility by either not using the program responsibly or in cases of it harming the patient. So for example, if you have like COPD and we give you your med card so you can buy THC CBD gummies to go to sleep. And all of a sudden we notice that you're smoking an eighth a day, well, that's not necessarily recommended for you. Um, so we would re-educate that patient um, the only time I really see doctors have issues with medical patients being medical patients are those that have history of psychosis because cannabis has been proven in the past year that it can increase the use of, uh, increase the cause of psychosis in certain mental health conditions. But getting a card is, we call it like a three-step process. You call and um, you first start speaking with a patient educator. So we do the boring stuff of here's all of the laws that you have to make sure you pay attention to. Here's all of your rules and regulations. And then they figure out if they need further education as a patient, if they've been medicating pretty well on their own, if um, they feel like they need pharmaceutical replacement, then they would talk to someone like me. And we would talk about, okay, so you want to get off of gabapentin. Well, the closest dispensary to you has these types of products. You don't want to uh, combust. You want to um, only eat or use tinctures. These are the best products for you. Start here and talk to your doctor about weaning off of that medication. Um, because we really do care about our patients having control of their journey. And once we educate them with as much as they can handle, <laughs> sometimes we over-educate, uh, then they talk to the medical provider who goes over just to make sure that medically they are safe to consume, that there are no issues that cannabis consumption could cause. Uh, for example, people taking blood thinners, uh, blood thinners in CBD and THC don't get along because they are vasodilators. So you do bruise more and bleed out quicker. Um, they do most of the medical education as long as they find that you're certified. Then one of our advocates registers you with the state and you're good to go right at the end of your appointment, which is great because then you don't have to pay taxes anymore, which is, which is great. Is it Great. that bad? How much are the taxes out there for that? Yeah, on rec, how much? Uh, it ranges per municipality because each, the Cannabis Control Commission allowed each town to make their own regulations own as well. Yeah. So there are some that are at 20%. There are some at 23%. There are some at 25%. There are some that pay the taxes off of their total gross income, or they make that 3% tax they have to pay to the Commonwealth, they add that to the recreational consumers. So there's definitely a lot of taxes. Wow. They don't call us tax Massachusetts for no reason. Uh -huh. <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> now, is there like in, in the state of Florida, there's like a list of certain qualifying conditions that you can have that qualify you for cannabis there. Is there a list like that there, or is it as long as your physician thinks for any of, it could be anything that your physician feels, you know, cannabis would help with, or do you have to meet like certain specific conditions? There are certain specific conditions. Um, there are certain like diagnostics that you have to have. However, if one of those diagnostics, for example, you could use pharmaceuticals, but because of a past addiction or an allergy, you can use cannabis as 
a substitute for that pharmaceutical. And then the provider would then re-educate you on that. And as long as your primary care physician and your cannabis provider agreed, then they would certify. And all the providers, like the, the doctors giving these recommendations, they have to have like a certain certification or licensing in order to do it or any physician in the state could do it. Um, in Massachusetts, you have to be at least a uh, nurse practitioner or higher, and you have to take a cannabis as medicine course and a controlled substances course as well. Mm. So there is a little bit extra because we do have a lot of nurses that uh, would love to be cannabis doctors, but they do have to take a couple of additional courses to do so. That's great. Um, what have you, so how soon did you guys become uh, recreational? That, that was pretty, like, it hasn't been that long since you guys, right? Um, my goodness, two years, maybe? Ooh, yeah, uh, I think it was well, no, the, I'd honestly I, say three because I forget 2020 doesn't count as a year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so technically three because rec was not open for half of it started to open right before 2020. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, they shut down recreational use, but kept medical use open. Um, and then halfway through the pandemic reopened the recreational side oh my god poor rec users in the middle yeah, of the pandemic when they yeah. need it the most <laughs> yep um there were a lot of people that uh became medical patients at that point and right they were forced one of the good things that came from that was because there was an increase in diagnostics for depression, anxiety, PTSD, and insomnia, Massachusetts allowed those conditions to be put on the diagnostic list for cannabis medicine. Oh, so you can now use it in Massachusetts for mental health, where a lot of other states don't allow you to use it for mental health. Yeah, for here, it's only for PTSD. Yep. That's Which is... Mental health. Which is really frustrating because like, especially think about in women, one out of five women have depression and anxiety. One out of four women have insomnia. That means two out of five of us would benefit from cannabis as medicine, but these conditions don't qualify in most medical states. They just need to free the plant. Get over this stigma. Not a big freaking deal. No, what happened? What happened to the Moore Act? They were supposed to sit on it this week. Like it's so wasted. I haven't seen anything them. about it. I have been meaning to check up before we record our. our yeah, base every like, did not did it not happen? Yeah, it didn't every happen. Article every article we read is like, oh, next week, next week, next week, and uh, we just like okay. <laughs> they keep pushing it. It's back been next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They need to get it, get to get get with the program because everybody's like, and <laughs> and I will say like especially when it comes with recreational, the every dispensary in Massachusetts is required to do some type of like impact payment for the community that they are functioning in, and take Worcester for example. That's where our company is out of Auburn, which is right next door, and I live in Worcester. We have 14 dispensaries within our city limits. Yes. And since we've had dispensaries open, we've had our crime rate drop. We've had our city get cleaned up. We had the introduction of Polar Park. So it's a lot of these places I'm hoping will start to realize, oh, hey, we should allow recreational use because all of those potholes we've complaining about, we can fix them instantly. <laughs> 
We suddenly mm-hmm. got the money for that. We got, exactly. we got the money for a lot more things. Maybe that's why Marco Island is changing there too. <laughs> I could not believe that. We had a place here in Florida that we had done a story on a long time ago where they were like, oh, we're going to just ban it. Like, we don't care that it's not even legal. We're just going to no, ban They were banning, like, if it becomes recreationally legal, and it's not even recreationally legal here yet. Right. If it does, it won't be here in Marco right. Island. Like, it's bad. Not in our city. Right. Period. Not here. And we're like, and it's then, not even recreationally legal yet. Why are you making laws about that? Well, <laughs> apparently they changed their mind because they just opened up a move dispensary out there in Marco Island. A medical Island. one, yeah. So... What 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 are the what are the top uh, dispensaries out there? What are the biggest dispensaries you guys got out there? Um, let's see. I would say so in like the Worcester area, a lot of people are familiar with the Botanist, um, and a lot of people are familiar with Cure Leaf. I will say because I did see on your guys's page, we did get our very first True Leaf within the um, Worcester city limits, but they're rec only. I'm mad about mad at them about that because i don't want to pay taxes <laughs> are you seriously the wreck out there yes <laughs> that's bananas they are a florida-based company yes but they are allowed to open up a recreational dispensary here in massachusetts i don't know no, but i mean like they're only doing wreck they're not doing only medical doing that's that's really odd because here they're only medical obviously because we don't have wreck no it's i think the best way that I can explain it is since Massachusetts has allowed recreational uh, establishments to open, opening up a medical establishment turned into like, you're still jumping through hoops, but now you're jumping through flaming hoops with sharks right. to get a medical because medical, you're not paying taxes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're seeing a lot more recreational dispensaries open up first because it's easier to get your recreational right. provisional license than your medical wow interesting make us pay more for for our medicine yep yeah but and next mean, thing you know we're gonna have tax on prozac they should <laughs> they should have that shit on cialis and all the wiener erection pills right seriously fucking they'll make those free before they give us tax-free tampons like get the fuck out of here Mm -hmm. that's why we we need more ladies running this place running this town (laughs) agreed agreed and like i said unfortunately no matter what state you go to in the cannabis industry there's not a lot of women and i find myself very lucky because the company that i work for cannawise was started by and owned by still owned by a woman and she employs a lot of women we do have a couple of men but we joke and tell them that they're honorary females because they work with us (laughs) um (laughs) but it's it's really nice to see because once I start going out to events and stuff like that it is it's a man's world out there it's a lot of me having to market to a 45 year old man and you know what awkward sometimes I bet but I feel like there is a lot of women who love cannabis so many so many of us so many and what a lot of people don't realize is cannabis is female we smoke the yeah. female part of the plant, ladies. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah we exactly. We should, yeah, for real. We should run this down. <laughs> we run, second we that wholeheartedly. <laughs> Women should run the world. I, I second <laughs> that wholeheartedly. For real.
That was Jennifer Boyce with Canna Wise. You can find them at cannacolab.org, cannawisemd.org. Uh, Jennifer is at Cupcake Genocide on Instagram uh, and also at Cannawise Medicine. So find them there. Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast, interacting with us online. We love hearing from you and we definitely, definitely love all the time we share with our patrons like Yanni. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Destiny. Lauren. Jesse. Christy. April. Shelby. Denise. Peaches. Natalie. Meredith. Terry. Angelina. Jenny. Catherine. Camilla. Amanda. Jessica. And oh, Jessica, oh. we got, we, got we, already, we already said that last week. Sorry, oh, we did. It. So Josie and so Jessica. Josie and Jessica C. C. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for being I spaced patrons. out for a second there. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, uh, you too could become a patron. You get early access to episodes, additional content, video, and full uncut versions of our interviews, Zoom sessions, smoke sessions, lots trips, of things, events, discounts on events. Hey, become a patron today or subscribe, <laughs> review, rate our content. <laughs> Pot smoking moms. Bye. Alaya.